Hello! You're listening to the Tabletop Tales, stories told collectively around, well, a table. I am the Melody Keeper, an archivist of song and legend. If you are just now joining us, I am in the middle of one of my favorite songs to tell. It is commonly known as the quest for the best song. (laughs) This quest continues. As the party members leave a fallen hand of the Frost Mage behind them, dock at Port Isarath at the foot of the Ice Palace, and discover a bustling underground alliance budding at the sight of the four heroes. What happens next, my dear friends, you do not want to miss. Our dungeon master describes the spirit of hope imbued into the alliance once again. You finish your speech and look out into the crowd of of silent dragonborn as one by one raise raise their fists, take a deep breath, and and let loose bursts of energy with their jaws along with bellowing roars and hollers. Dragon breath fills the air with flames, frost, and electricity as the Alliance members turn and run to their homes, trying to find anything they can that may help you on your quest. They bring you potions, offer you food, repair your armor, sharpen your weapons, all of them expressing their gratitude to you as they leave. And finally, when they've given you all they can, you leave them heading toward the bordered up tunnel to begin your climb to the Ice Palace. So you're walking through this tunnel that leads upward through rock and ice. The further up you go, the tunnel becomes narrower and narrower, eventually turning into spiraling staircase. I think we're in the palace now. This is odd. No traps. No guards. It's like the Frost Mage wants us to find him. As if on cue, the staircase begins to shake violently as you hear rumbling coming from above you. Everybody make a dexterity save. Ah, you might have spoken too soon, Glonk. Fourteen. Eighteen. Sixteen. Nine. A cluster of icicles breaks loose from the ceiling above you. You all swiftly jump from underneath them, except Willip, who takes um, three damage. (laughs) Damn it, we haven't even started fighting yet. (laughs) (laughs) The rumbling above you continues, and the air gets even colder than you thought possible. You see your breath in front of you, and you hear laughter echoing from atop the staircase. too late. The Frost Mage has already awoken. He's already reached his full power. Well, we can't turn back now. All of Valengard is counting on us. We gotta take this fight, even if the odds are against us. And besides, we've grown in power, too. 
We carry all three of the Dietic instruments now. There's still a song in our chests, and the giant frost mage will hear it. You're right. We finish this quest today. I put my hand out, the, the one that's not a sword, and I say, together. Seth stacks his hand on top of Glonks and says, together. Together. Always together. And I put my hand on top and go, hip, hip. Ha! And we continue up the stairs towards our final battle. You climb the rest of the stairwell and finally emerge directly into the throne room of the ancient ice palace. The room is massive and completely made of ice, which is cracked and broken in places, allowing blinding sheets of snow to blow into the room. In front of you is a wide staircase lined with icy blue flames that lead up to five massive thrones made of ice. The center throne is split down the middle, and on it sits a towering figure, blurry and obscured from the gusts of snow blowing through the throne room. Mm. You can make out two almost skeletal hands resting on the arms of the throne, ornate mage robes with jagged spikes jutting out from them, and piercing blue eyes that send a chill through your mind. Behind him are these huge archways that overlook Isarath and the frozen sea. We walk up in formation. Mm-hmm. You've arrived at last, heroes. Welcome to my throne room. Look around. This place once belonged to the gods. Now, I sit in their thrones. And do you know why? Because Harborn is mine to rule. It is my destiny. I have waited thousands upon thousands of years, growing in power, raising an army, sealing the fate of this puny world, and now... <laughs> my time has finally come. Harborn will taste my power. I am your god now. You can't beat us. We've defeated all of your minions. Your reign of evil ends today, just like the prophecy says. Everything you've done has only made us stronger as well. We were slaves on your ship, bound to work in your mines, and look at how far we've come. Yes, Tridon was one of my best men, and your quest would have been over before it even began if the filthy alliance hadn't intervened. But I guess I'll just have to take care of it myself. Your reign of evil ends today, just as the prophecy foretold. Ah, is that you, Alliance Commander Whisperix? At your service. You know, your old Archangel friend Ma tried to figure out how to stop me long ago. Everybody knows that's when he began to lose his mind. He needed you, and you abandoned him. Where is he now? We're not here to talk about Grand Ma or anybody else. We're here to put you in your grave. Victory will not be your tomb today, Frost Mage. Bold words from a fatherless oak, a broken angel, and a washed-up old man. Hey, what about me? Ha! You? You're too small to even merit a second glance. <laughs> oh, is that so? <laughs> now you're in trouble. You've upset the beast. And I shapeshift into a brown bear, and I let out this roar that echoes off the walls as I start charging towards the frost mage. Roll for initiative. Uh, Woo! 19. 16. 6. I got a 1, and I could re-roll it, but I'll save my lucky. Alright, so uh, frost mage going first. Oh god. Damn it. Wow. And first thing he's gonna do is a classic cone of cold. <laughs> cone all four of you. Constitution saving throw. Eighteen. Eight. <laughs> Fifteen. Ten. Bummer. Chris is the only one that takes half damage. 
I take half damage because I can dodge area effects. And I take half because my holy robes give me resistance to cold damage. Nice. So Willem takes 33. The rest of you take 16. Yeah, I didn't have a chance to rage yet. <laughs> As he pulls back his hand, he releases a cone of cold into the vicinity of the four heroes. Uh-huh. Hit me with the damage. So you take 33. That's a hell of a hit. You two take 16. Cool. Okay. Uh, next is Seth. Okay. I'm going to cast Shield of Faith on Crispin. Nice. Uh, so that gives you a plus two AC. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's dope. Thanks, Dude. dog. Hell yes. And then I use a sorcery point to duplicate the spell, casting a shield on myself, too. Oh, nice. And then I cast aid on Glonk, Crispin, and myself, giving us all five extra max health. Amazing. Thank you. And I say, hey, Crispin, I think it's about time to tune up that banjo. Crispin winks at Seth and says, I think you might be right. That ends my turn. And then you hear this loud <laughs> screech through the sky as oh, flies in. Oh, shit. The monstrous twisted obsidian dragon. Oh. It's quadrupled in size since just the day before, and it's clear that the frost mage's magic has corrupted it even further. It breathes thick black smoke from its nostrils and looks directly at Seth. No. And he's going to go straight in for a double claw. No. Okay, so the first claw slashes at you, slamming into your shield of faith, unable to break through the holy magic. But the second one comes in from the other side and just rakes across you, dealing eight slashing damage. These new heals are already saving our asses. All right. And now it's Glonk's turn. Okay, so I sprint and leap twirl onto the back of the dragon and start hacking at its wings wow. with my swords. Roll for acrobatics. It's a 22. Nice. Okay, so you definitely get on his back. Ah! Great. I start hacking at his wings. Yeah, roll to see if it hits. 18. That hits? Yeah. Okay. Uh, 35 damage. Hell yeah. Seth and go. You start just tearing off these black scales with your sword, dealing 35 damage to him, making him just screech in pain. I grapple myself onto the dragon, so it's not going to throw me off. Okay, cool. Crispin. I wink at the frost page and say, See you later, touch. And cast invisibility. And then I cast a split bardic inspiration, a whisper on the wind, one to Seth and one to Willob, which is now a D8. All right, uh, Willem. I'm charging up the steps straight toward the Frost Mage, and I feel just this strength and ferocity from Sandra's spirit welling up inside of my bare chest, and it sends me into a barbarian rage. Uh -huh. Yeah, let's go, dude. And then I roar and leap off the last step and just barrel into the Frost Mage, biting and slashing him at the same time. Mm -hmm. I rolled a 19. Hits. Okay. 13 on my bite and 27 total. The Frost Mage just laughs as he takes half of that damage. <laughs> he then fixes his glowing blue eyes on Willem, casting Frightening Gaze. <laughs> Target must succeed on a DC 18 wisdom saving throw or become frightened for one minute. Easy. 19. Yeah! 
Tough and go, dude. The Frost Mage is caught off guard and goes, Why didn't that work? You can't beat my magic. I flash my bare teeth and grin at him and go, well, Maybe you're just too small to merit being afraid of. Damn. <laughs> and he obviously doesn't understand me because it comes out and roars and growls, but hey, I feel really good about it. So then he looks down and casts a bolt of frost down at Willem. Give it to me. Uh, you're gonna have to make a dexterity saving throw. I got a 20. Yeah! <laughs> okay, so you still take half damage. Uh, 27 divided by 2 is 13. 13. But I half it again, so it's a quarter of the damage, because I'm raging, so I have resistance. Wow, okay, so you reduce it from 26 damage to 6. As he sends this bolt of frost towards you, this spirit of Sandra emerges from you as she can sense that you're about to get hit. As she bursts out of your bear form, take the hit and then fade away. And then you see this like cloud of smoke glimmer to the ground. Rage coursing through my veins. I look him in the face and I let out a ferocious roar. The frost mage stumbles backwards at your roar, trying to put distance between you. And then as he steps back, I use an opportunity attack to slash him again. 21. <gasps> it hits! Roll for damage. 21 halved, so 10. Yes. So on his retreat back to his throne, he takes a claw slash to his back, taking 10 damage. As we go over to Seth. Cool. I cast Spiritual Weapon, which summons a glowing spectral version of my sickle that floats in the air right next to the giant frost mage. And then I flick my hand and the sickle slices at him with a 17 to hit, dealing... 7 plus 3 force damage, and it's magical, so he doesn't resist it. Yeah, the Frost Mage takes 10 damage from this magical scythe. Do you do anything else this turn? Yeah, then I'm going to drink one of the health potions that the Alliance gave us. <laughs> so, I'm back to yeah. 27 health. And we move over to the Obsidian Dragon. He swings his tail up to try to hit Glonk and knock him off his back. So make a make a roll to see if you get knocked off. Okay. 15? Okay, you definitely hold on, but you still get hit. Uh, so you get hit with his really sharp uh, obsidian tail. Ouch. Bludgeoning you for 17 damage. Okay, I can take that. Then the Frost Mage snaps his fingers, getting the dragon's attention and says, Get this pest off me, dragon. The obsidian dragon then swings around and launches acid breath at Willem. Okay. Make a dex save and roll with disadvantage because you're in rage, focused on the frost mage. Uh, damn, 12? Yeah, it hits. Damn. Dealing 18 acid damage. Half. So eight damage total. I'll be honest, my health is dropping. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Glonk, you're up. On the back of this dragon. Yes. <laughs> taking my two swords and I'm hacking at like the base of its skull where I assume it's weakest. Ah, it's 17 plus eight, whatever that is. Uh, it hits, that's what that is. Right. 20. You just start slashing wildly on the back of the obsidian dragon's neck as it lets out this screech and thrashes around trying to fling you off. So as I'm getting flailed around in the air, I use my bonus action to just flip my arm around and whack the drum of the hero slung across my back, granting all of us plus two on attack rolls. The thume of the drum's uh, reverberation echoes throughout the room as it pans over to Crispin. <laughs> Crispin, knowing that Glonk just played the drum of the hero, kind of smirks to himself and 
reappears from his invisibility, pointing directly at the Frost Mage and casting Hold Person. Make a wisdom saving throw to try to break free of my magic. 14. You do not win. That's what I'm talking about. The Frost Mage is suddenly wrapped up and bound by this magical wind that Crispin has summoned, paralyzing him. So I'll send a split Bardic Inspiration to Glonk and then back to myself. That ends my turn. Willub, bring it on. Let's go, Willub. Okay, so Glonk, are you still on the dragon? Yeah. That complicates things. Uh, what does that mean? <laughs> I'm gonna justify this by saying that Willub is in a rage and isn't thinking about consequences. Okay. Honestly, I can take it. I have so many loaves of bread left. <laughs> I don't, this shouldn't kill you. That's good to hear. How high off of the ground is the dragon? Like 10 feet. Oh, okay. So I'm just tearing into the frost mage, but then I get blasted from behind with acid breath from the obsidian dragon. So I turn around snarling and just charge forward, leap off the top of the staircase and wrap my claws around his neck to grapple it and bring it down out of the sky. Right above my face. So I'm going for a grapple where I make a strength check and you make a strength check. Okay. 17. Shit. 13. In the back of your raging mind, you hear Crispin's whispering voice say, Don't forget your inspiration. Oh, wait, you're right. Yes. Five. So 18 total. F. The dragon drops to the ground, taking four fall damage. Glonk, you also take four damage, and Willem takes two. And now the obsidian dragon is grappled. And then I just got an extra attack this level, so I bite and dig my claws deeper into the dragon's neck. So I got a 18 on my bite. Hits. And a 21 on my claws. So it deals 20 damage. Nice, just squeezing down on the obsidian dragon's neck, dealing 20 damage to it. As that happens, we pan over to the frost mage who is paralyzed, but the giant frost mage uses his legendary resistance, overpowering Crispin's spell and breaking free. So then he looks over at Willem, Glonk, and Seth, all fighting around the dragon and summons an ice storm over them, not even caring that it will hit the dragon too. Giant hailstones rain down on you, freezing the ground and turning it into difficult terrain. Everybody make a dexterity saving throw. Including the dragon. You don't give no fuck. Yes. 18. 18. 13. But I'm going to use my bardic inspiration, which is a seven. So 20. So it only deals full damage to the dragon and then half damage to Seth, Glonk, and Willem. Zero damage to me. Half, half damage to me. I'm taking half damage because of my armor. Nice, nice. Oh, that's huge. Okay, so that's... 21 damage to the dragon and 10 to the rest of you. So then the frost mage is going to turn and glare at Crispin at the bottom of the steps. Raise his hand and conjure a shard of ice. He throws it straight at you. And it's a critical hit! No, no. The ice spear shatters through your shield of faith and hits you dealing 12 piercing damage on impact and then explodes dealing 32 cold damage. Ah, that takes out all of my health. I collapse. Oh, God. And it's Seth's turn. I'm going to cast Mass Cure Wounds. Um, Plus 16 health to Crispin, Willob, and Glong. Whoa. No way. Crispin feels Seth's magic heal his wounds, and he just gets right back up. Oh, that is incredible. Crispin dusts himself off, looks at Seth, and gives him a wink. Yeah, I wink back at him. And then with my bonus action, I command my spectral sickle to fly over the obsidian dragon and slash him. 
You have advantage because I'm grappling him too. Nice. It's a 16 to hit. Hit, hit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Dealing seven force damage. Cool dragon boy now. So I'm just going to attack the people on me. Yeah, I mean, we're all on the same space. First, he's going to try to shake off Glonk. Glonk, make a strength save. 23. Yeah, so he tries to shake you off, but he doesn't. And then he's going to go for another tail attack on Glonk. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Okay, so it hits. Oh my god. Dealing 15 damage, bludgeoning. And then he's going to go up to the bear that's on his neck. Yeah, I'm just wrapped around him. He's going to go for a bite back, bitch. All right, that definitely hits. So then I'm going to hit you for 13. Pierce Six. Six plus a D8 of acid. So 10 total? 10 total. Great. And then it's going to swing on down to Glonk. Okay, seeing that Willob is just absolutely dominating the dragon, I pull out Vias's dagger, slash it through the air to stop time, and jump slide down the dragon's tail and start running up the stairs to the Frost Mage. Um, I pull out my lantern in oil and smash it down at the feet of the Frost Mage. And as time starts moving again, I light it on fire, setting the Frost Mage's robes ablaze. <gasps> Wow, okay. So the Frost Mage doesn't even see you coming. He just all of a sudden looks down and sees this fire at his feet. Normally it would only deal five damage, but the Frost Mage takes 10 damage because he's vulnerable to fire. So 10 per turn. He lets out a wretched yell as the flame climbs up his robes and the ice throne starts to slowly melt. And then I use the fire as a distraction and duck and roll behind the throne so the Frost Mage doesn't see me. Crispin, your turn. Crispin takes this huge puff of air and Uh. channels blue lightning like into the fire at his feet. Dealing 11 damage. Okay, the Frost Mage uses another legendary resistance to automatically succeed on his saving throw. Damn, how many times can this guy do that? Uh, that's okay. You still take half damage, which is seven. Okay. And then I send another Bardic Inspiration to Willob and Seth. Willob, your turn. Okay, so while I'm wrestling with this dragon, my speed is halved because he's bigger than me, and then it's halved again because of the ice storm on the ground, but I just try to drag him to, like, the end of the steps, and then just send us both tumbling down to the bottom. Nice. Yeah, the obsidian dragon is struggling against you, but you dig your teeth into his throat and slowly pull him towards the stairs, wrestling as you roll down them. And then I attack with both my teeth and claws twice each, and I do it recklessly so I get advantage on all four hits. Here comes the big guns. All right, 19, 16, uh, 16 again. And 18. They all hit? Yes. All right. Here we go. Keep it coming. That's a hit. That's a hell of a hit. Let's go. 44. Let's go. Good. So as we're tumbling down the down the stairs, I'm just clawing and biting the whole way down. Just rolling down. A lot of his scales, you can see, just like scattered amongst the the icy stairs. And I still haven't let go of him. Awesome. So now it's the Frost Mage's turn, and he's infuriated. The fire at his feet burns him again for 10 damage and continues to melt the ice throne. Wait, the throne that I'm hiding behind? (laughs) Yep, that throne. (laughs) So he sees you now and teleports out of the flames. He reappears right behind you and goes, You are nothing but a nuisance, orc. And he pulls out. His just decrepit hand that's like this icy blue oh, frostbitten God. hand. 
And he points his finger and goes, You really believe you can defeat me? You haven't even seen my true power. As he uses the spell, Finger of Death oh. on you. Oh, shit. I'm searing your brain. Oh, God. You do have to make a constitution saving throw. Oh. Nine. <laughs> it laughs at the sight of your fear. Oh. Dealing 75 damage oh. out of his deathly finger straight to Glong. As he says, Take that, you son of a bitch! So, definitely didn't have that much <laughs> HP. However, being a half-orc, I have a thing that... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kill. No, no, no. If I'm not killed outright, my HP stays at one. Sit. So you, you're at one. Oh, thank you're God I'm a half-orc. So you're at one health. Oh. Um, Cone of Cold, as he puts out his other hand. <laughs> Constitution saving throws to Seth, Crispin, and Glonk. <sighs> Shit. 12. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna use my Bardic Inspiration. 18! Yes. So you take zero luckily. Uh, I got 19. Yeah, so you take half. I fail. I, I got a six. So you failed, but you take half because it's cold. Mm -hmm. Oh no, we can't lose Seth. He's the only thing keeping us alive. So you take 18 damage. I, I'm down. I'm at zero. <laughs> and then he's going to end his turn. Okay. And it's going to go over to Seth. He can make a saving throw. Uh-huh. Okay, three. Sweet. We're going to go over to the Obsidian Dragon again. He's going to try to break free of Willard's grapple. Great. I have advantage on my strength checks while I'm raging, so. Oh, let's duel. I got 20. Yes. <gasps> Against all odds, the Obsidian Dragon breaks free from your bear jaws and immediately swings around his spiked tail to hit you. What? How? <laughs> okay, it hits. 13 bludgeoning damage. All right, I admit it. I'm getting pretty low. Mr. One Health Glonk. <sighs> Lying on the floor, pull out the dagger to stop time and crush some potions. All right, I'm back to 26 health. <laughs> okay, so then I now leap back into the flames. <laughs> Gonna still give you a slash across the chest. Okay, uh, roll, baby. Okay. That's a 20. <laughs> yeah, it hits. So that hits you for 24. I'm sorry, Seth. I don't think I can revive you. It's fine. Crispin's turn. Crispin looks over at Willob and the Obsidian Dragon and looks into the Obsidian Dragon's eyes and remembers the song that he sang to hatch him mm -hmm. and has a moment where he says, there's something in this dragon. Oh. So he looks directly into the dragon's eyes, pulls out Natura's lyre, and starts playing the lullaby. So as you're playing, you see the fury in the dragon's eyes begin to die down slightly, and it lets you into its mind. I keep playing the song and whisper to him, This isn't you. This isn't why you were made. This isn't where you come from. Search yourself and find out that it is true. Roll for persuasion. 11 plus expertise is 
19. Your words reverberate inside of the dragon's mind, but the Frost Mage's corruption has twisted him too far. Hmm. He can't be reasoned with, but you do sense that by playing the song, you have gained temporary control over his actions. Okay, yes. I feel this connection between me and the dragon, and I remember Seth's words in The Blighted World that sacrifices sometimes have to be made for the sake of balance. And so I take control of the obsidian dragon's mind, and I send him careening towards the giant frost mage, breathing acid dragon breath and slamming into him. Yes. Yeah, you do that. The frost mage has to make a saving throw. F. He fails. Roll 12d8 for damage. 12d8? <laughs> Let's go, boys. Crispin has reached his full potential. He's no longer a dragonborn. He's just a full-ass dragon. <laughs> Suck it, Frost Mage. Roll your 12d8. Okay. 54. 54? <laughs> you can tell that he's super hurt from that acid breath blast. Yes. <laughs> Is Crispin done? <laughs> I rest my case. Willib. So the dragon flies away and crashes right into the frost mage, and my rage subsides a little bit as there's no longer any immediate threat to me. And I look up the steps and see Seth lying on the ground, so I run up the steps to him, shape-shifting back into a halfling, and then I kneel down beside him and place a hand on his chest, and I feel Sandra's spirit stirring inside of me again, but... This time it's not her rage, it's like her tender, caring energy flowing through my arm into Seth, allowing me to cure his wounds and heal him for that 24 health. Nice. And offer him a hand to pick him up off the ground. I grab his hand and stand up, casually stretch my wings and go, now that was the most badass shit I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, uh, Willem feels just so cool. And then... <laughs> With my bonus action, wild shape back into a bear. Yes. As we go up to the Frost Mage. Frost Mage used an action to get up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he turns his cold eyes to Glonk, casting frightening gaze again. 13. I need to get up to an 18. You can still have Bardic Inspiration, right? Yes. If I need to beat an 18, right? You gotta beat it. So you're now frightened. You have disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls as long as you can see the Frost Mage. And you can't willingly move closer to him. Damn it. And now he's going to launch a bolt of frost at your back as you try to flee from him in fear. 18. So he sends out a bolt of frost and you dodge it. And I end my turn looking at you. All right, so now it's Seth's turn. Okay, Seth looks over at the pile of skeletons we noticed when we walked in, spreads his wings, and hovers over it. And then he raises up his hand, casting Animate Dead, and three of the skeletons begin to glow and stand up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You raise these three skeleton soldiers from the dead, and they all have swords and bows equipped. And then I say, you know what to do, boys and command all three of them to rush the Frost Mage and attack him. Let's go! Alright, just roll to hit for all three of them as a unit. Yeah. 20! Rit, baby! Yes! Skeletons! Roll double damage for all three of them. Yeah. 28 slashing damage. So the skeletons wind up their skeleton arms and bring down their swords, dealing 12 damage because it's non-magical. 
and then I look at Willow and notice Dove Pond just sort of flapping around and following him. So I use Twin Spell to cast Enlarge on Dove Pond twice, making him four times as big oh and giving him an extra 2d4 damage. Holy <laughs> oh hell! That's perfect. Yes. And that ends my turn. And we go back to the Obsidian Dragon again, but this time he's just going to try to break free from Crispin's song. And it does. You feel the dragon push you out of its mind and regain control, ending its turn. And then it switches over to Glonk's turn. Okay. Glonk, wildly screaming, ah! runs around the Frost Mage and attacks the dragon. Nice. I run and jump and try to stab into its chest with the swords. Cool. See if it hits. Yes, dude, my attack rolls have been so good. 15 plus 8. Hits. 27 damage. So you run around the Frost Mage and go right to his obsidian dragon, and you can see a lot of his scales have fallen off. You just thrust your two swords into the chest cavity of the dragon as it pierces the heart. Yes. And you can see its eyes go out and then just close as it just... Killing the obsidian dragon. Wow. Hot damn. Nice. And then I try to break free of my fear. And that's uh, that's a fail. Crispin. I see the mighty obsidian dragon go down and shed a tear, but I know that I tried my best to save the creature. And so I pull out the lyre again, and I solemnly sit and play the lullaby. But this time I, I imbue the notes of the lullaby with a counter charm that gives Glonk advantage when he tries to break free of his fear the next turn. Yes, dude. Thank you. Oh, that is amazing. Willem. Okay, so I immediately notice this huge shadow over me. And I look up to see Mega Dove Punt just looking down at me and my bear jaws just dropped. And then I sort of roar and gesture with my paw toward the Frost Mage, commanding Dove Pont to dive bomb him. <laughs> 26 Holy damage. Nice. Yeah, Dove Pont flaps his golden wings, circling around and picking up speed before ramming beak first into the Frost Mage. And it also causes him to stagger backwards, dropping to one knee. He's still alive and full of anger, but he appears to be severely weakened. As Dove Pont flies overhead and slams into the Frost Mage, I also charge forward. And then right as the Frost Mage drops down to his knee, I pounce and slam into his chest with my teeth and claws bared. Yes. One. Halfling Lucky. lucky. <laughs> I'm so glad I saved it after the initiative. Yeah. 18. Hits. Nice. Come on. Come on. Uh, the final damage is... 23. You slam into him, knocking him backwards over the corpse of the obsidian dragon. <laughs> I just push him over the dragon and walk. We tables off his ass. <laughs> Your face. And then lying on the ground, he looks up at you and coughs up this black blood. <coughs> and goes, It can't be. I, I waited so long. I, I was so close. <coughs> It's over, Frost Mage. You failed, and now your reckoning has come. <coughs> he coughs. No, it's not over yet. You can't beat me for good without the song. The best song ever played. You really think you have what it takes? You bet your sweet ass we do. <coughs> <coughs> well then, 
do your worst. You set him up in his throne, sitting there bleeding out of his stomach. The dead obsidian dragon is at his feet. So we gather in front of the throne and we pull out our instruments. I cast Gust of Wind to set the tone and a, a, a breeze blows into the room. Seth magically moves his orb of light behind us, casting shadows onto the Frost Mage. And Crispin casts Minor Illusion, filling the room with smoke. He takes a deep breath, and he looks to the others. We nod back. Crispin lowers his dragon head and begins to play. Deep before time itself, the very heartbeat within your chest, there was light, song, shadow, and there was magic. Foul beasts tamed, lost lovers redeemed, yea, the very boots and bones beguiled by blazoned bright quake at the coming sound. Took us gambling, then we shrunk real small to get grandma's letter to 
with the gods growling brittle weight, it only gets better. But not broken, fallen angel from the sky right? To continue on with Snack the Liar from the shrine right. Willow gave a roar to Trevor, made him go by Had to try and find a way into the world of light right. <sighs> Oh, DuPont medicine, but y'all knew that I threw a star frag in the terrace See the Schlumstein, yeah we got that Loot, it's nothing new After you finish the song, it reverberates through the palace. The frost mage just kind of sits there on the throne, glancing around the room, waiting for something to happen. Slowly, a grin spreads across his face, and he opens his mouth to speak. But just as he does, a black rift splits open behind him, and his eyes go wide. He lunges forward out of the throne and is trying to crawl towards you as this portal grows and grows, bigger and bigger. He digs his skeletal fingers into the icy floor, trying to keep from being sucked in, and you hear an awful screeching sound as his nails scrape the ice. He looks at the four of you, his cold eyes full of disbelief and fury as the portal completely envelops his body, banishing him into the realm of death. 
But at the last second, right before the rift closes, you see the frost mage's black frostbitten hand lunge out straight at Willem. <gasps> Ice cold fingers wrap around him and drag him towards the portal. What? Oh no. <laughs> as soon as the hand grabs me, I remember the note that the demon gave me and I just let go and think to myself, we did it. We won. Oh, dude, oh, no. are, are you serious right now? You see Willem open his mouth to speak, but the portal closes around him before he can say anything, leaving you three alone in the room with the body of the obsidian dragon. Holy shit. Uh, Willem? Willem, no! I run up to where the portal closed, and I'm looking around for any signs of magic or uh, anything. I just start shedding tears. I kind of fall to my knees right there where I am, with my banjo around my neck. As Dove Punt, now back to his normal size, flutters up and lands on your shoulder, looking curiously at the spot where Willem vanished and cooing sadly. I take my sword and just start smashing the cracked throne apart. Don't be gone. Don't be gone, please. Willem, no. And I look at the other two. Seth, reopen the portal somehow. Crispin, we play the song. Anything, please. I cast Detect Magic. You cast Detect Magic and you sense the last fading traces of the portal, and you recognize the magic as a powerful banishment spell. It banishes a creature to the realm of death. Is there a way to escape the realm of death? There is not. He's gone, Glonk. I don't know where, but he's gone. He can't be gone. I just drop to my knees. He can't be gone. My best friend. The beast. He can't be gone. Not now. Not after all of this. He can't be caught. You immediately feel sunlight peek through the window and the skylights for the first time in Isarath for years. You, you hear an eruption of cheers come from outside as the entire town has now realized the spells have worn off as the echoing of the greatest song is now reaching the mountains of mine, is now reaching the sand dunes of Alcamorth. I solemnly exit the palace and squint against the sunlight. I follow. You exit the palace to find that the shackles of the slaves have all disappeared, and the overpowered guards have already surrendered. And the slaves and the members of the Alliance all begin to cheer your names, making a path as you walk into the center of the crowd. Crispin! Where's the beast? Where's Willow? Speech! 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 They're just demanding speeches from the crowd. I make eye contact with Seth and Glonk. I put a heavy hand on his shoulder and nod towards the crowd. I just uh, say, uh, <clears throat> Dear people of Port Isarath, uh, those we've gained and those we've lost, Victory can come at cost. But today, you hear dance a jig, strike a gong. Um, <clears throat> remember your dear loved ones. Hold them close as spring comes. All the people just erupt in cheering. You can hear it all the way across the realm. The entire realm has now been lifted from this curse. And as you all stand there looking out into the rejoicing crowd with heavy hearts, we flash forward to see what our heroes do next. Mm. Glonk first returns to Woodshire to tell 
Willem's dad, how his son was the greatest hero and friend that Harborn has ever known. And then he buys a ship, the smallest ship <laughs> in the harbor, and he names it the Beast. Nice. <laughs> and he sails it by himself, port to port, and shares the stories of everybody who sacrificed themselves for the quest. Sandra the Bear and Vias Silvertongue and his father, the legendary Captain Theo Dawkins. And of course, his best friend, Willop. Mm. Crispin stays and helps the Alliance rebuild. The Alliance finally becomes strong and self-sufficient again. Yeah. But Crispin at this point is done being commander. So he decides to let the next generation lead. But he's full of hope for their future. Mm. At first, Seth takes up a simple life of farming, like his parents used to do back on Elysium. It brings him peace for a while, but then he realizes he has all this new power, and he decides he needs to use it for good, to bring light to others. Mm. Mm-hmm. And each year, on the anniversary of your battle with the Frost Mage, the three of you get together at the Beguiled Bear to drink, sing, laugh, gamble, and celebrate your victory with one another. And every year, we raise our pints and sing, And everyone in the bar always joins in. Willem hears the frost mage screaming, still gripping you tight, but the screams are just getting lost in all of the emptiness around you. You're falling, falling down towards your eternal grave. As I'm falling, the calm I felt at first starts to fade as I remember the three bottles on my belt containing the souls of the King's Point Knights, the Zarakir slaves, the Oakshire children, and Sandra's cub. And I remember the promise I made to save them all. And I realize as I'm falling that I, I failed. But just as you lose hope and accept that this is the end for you and all of those souls, a blinding light appears and the Frost Mage's terrible screams fade into the distance. Oh, I, uh, I sealed my eyes against the light. You feel a calm breeze and hear the rustling of plants blowing in the wind. Okay, I open my eyes. And you see this beautiful, glowing woman in dark green robes with flowers in her hair. I look at her in awe for a second, uh, but then I, I just go, Who the hell are you? Where's the Frost Mage? Where am I? What the fuck is going on?
Ah, it truly is one of my favorites. If you enjoyed this story as much as I did, please help me reach other guests like you by sharing this podcast with your friends and rating or reviewing us. You can follow the Tabletop Tales on TikTok at underscore the Tabletop Tales or the Tabletop Tales on Instagram and Reddit at underscore the Tabletop Tales on Twitter at underscore the Tabletop on Facebook at the Tabletop Tales or you can just visit our website www.thetabletoptales.com Of course, dear friends, this journey is not possible without our honorary party member and fellow adventurer, Lispin. And my, friends, it looks like we have another new party member in our midst. Welcome to our fellow adventurer, Kane Libria. Thank you for accompanying us, Lispin and Kane. If you would like to be known by name by the Melody Keeper and forever become a part of this podcast, I suggest you look further upon our Patreon page where many exciting Harbornian treasures await you. Find it at patreon.com backslash thetabletoptales. Now, in this movement, our dungeon master was John Fusner. Seth was played by Drew Bommel. Crispin Wisperix was played by Chris Chaput. Clonk Dawkins was played by Cam Marigold. Willow Willowbelly was played by Kyle McCann. Additional voices by Chris Chaput and John Fusner. Sound editing by Kyle McCann and Cam Marigold. Sound design by Kyle McCann. Movement mixing by Drew Bommel. Score mixing by Cam Marigold. Original score by Christopher Chaput and John Fusner. We'll see you next time at the tabletop. Mm-hmm.